This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. It's the other side of midnight with Frank Morano. And he's proud. Well, I'll tell you, I don't know if James Brown would know what to do with Kevin Jackson. Uh, they say that James Brown was the hardest working man in show business. If there was ever a title for most outspoken man in media, that title would go to Kevin Jackson. If you have heard Kevin Jackson, you know exactly what a treat you are in store for. If you are unfamiliar with Kevin Jackson, then stop whatever you're doing for the next 15 minutes. Do not even contemplate going to bed. If you're in the car right now and you're going to meet someone or you're driving home, pull over. Because what you're about to hear is must-listen-to radio. Kevin Jackson is many things. He's an entrepreneur, he's an author, he's a consultant, former uh, media contributor to places like the Fox News Channel. He was a contributor there for a while, author of a best-selling book called The Big Black Lie. He runs the Kevin Jackson Network, a website devoted to entertaining news commentary. He is often controversial, always opinionated, and uh, out of every black conservative in America... I don't think there's a person that does a better job both making the case for conservatism and pointing out some aspects of hypocrisy on the other side of the political spectrum. Kevin, my friend, it has been too long. Thank you so much for joining me on the radio. Holy cow. You're right, Frank. It has been too long. I don't know if I can live up to all that, man. I mean, I'm a bad mother. Shut your mouth, but holy cow. <laughs> Why way, when, when, you, when you asked me for my, my lead in music, I should have given you Say It Loud, I'm Black and I'm Proud, but that was a good one. <laughs> yeah, well, so, Kevin, a couple of things here. Now, you were fired from Fox News a few well, years ago before it was fashionable to be fired from Fox News. Now you're not cool unless you get fired from Fox News. Um, you, remind people, without getting us canceled or getting me fired, remind people... <laughs> What was the gist of why you got fired from Fox News? You you said you were talking about the Kavanaugh accusers. Do I remember yeah. it accurately? Yeah, yeah. The gist of it was I tweeted when it had gotten so ridiculous that you know the, what's her face Blasey Ford talking about her hippocamp campus and all this crap when she's talking about sexual assault, and it got so ridiculous with you know Swetnick saying she had been to ten of these so-called sex parties with Kavanaugh. And my joke to Howard Stern was, well, you would have thought that after three of them, she would have said to her date, how about we just go to a movie? But the point was, they were skanks. And so I tweeted, I didn't even say it on air, that the Kavanaugh accusers were lying skanks. And literally within two minutes of that tweet, 
Fox called me and says, will you take it back? You know, Kevin, you need to take it back. We hope it wasn't you. I said, no, it was me. I have four sons. I don't want my sons, you know, being up for some big award and having to remember what they did 35 years ago from lying skanks. And long story short, uh, they said, if you don't take it back, you know, it could be a career-ending decision. And I said, I'm very talented. I don't need Fox. Do what you need to do. And I hung up, and they fired me <laughs> like a minute later. It came across my Dick Tracy watch. But I stand by it, man. And I think that when more, you know, when people talk about, oh, you're a sellout, or you're this or that, I'm like, no, I'm not a sellout. I could have easily kept my job. You wouldn't even probably know who Dan Bongino is, God rest his fox soul, because I would have been the person who would have gotten that that show and probably would be in line to take over for Tucker had I lasted. But Fox is a completely different animal. And people that think it's conservative are just losing their mind. So, you know, there it is. Now, you um, you so you got fired essentially for a tweet. Nothing you said or did on air. Um, Do you see any corollaries, any parallels between your situation and the situation that resulted in Tucker Carlson? I know it could be tough to say because we don't precisely know why Tucker Carlson was fired. But based on your reading of the facts, do you see any similarities? Oh, yeah. It's Tucker's black. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, Tucker Tucker got fired because he was just too outspoken. Uh, you know, I think the J6 tapes probably did the most damage because Fox is already em- embroiled in battle with Dominion. They were already with Lachlan and those guys taking over. They were already sort of leaning more to the left. And what's interesting is while Chris Light is over at CNN and he's trying to right the ship by going to the right, Fox is doing the opposite. Um, I think, you know, there's a lot of speculation there, uh, but nobody's ever – only Tucker and, the, and Fox are ever really going to know the real truth, even unless Tuck, Tucker writes a book down the road. But I think it was more Tucker being outspoken. Here's what I can tell you from some inside baseball. Three times I was reprimanded at Fox. I got home, and if anybody's ever seen me on Fox, I mean, I'm a, I'm a leftist slayer. I mean, I just slice and dice these clowns. So I get home after doing outnumbered or whatever, and three times the phone rang. It was corporate. I'm thinking they're calling to congratulate me to go, Kev, you knocked it out of the park. And every time it was, well, we got a lot of Twitter traffic on this or that. And I'd look at it, and it was all bots. So they really measure social media. And if the left were beating up on Tucker and the bot farms were making it look like there were more people that hated him than loved him, they would, they would let you go or certainly reprimand you. So I got reprimanded when I got asked the question, what do you think the FBI has planned for Trump? This is back when he was president. And I, I, here's where I answered it. I said, well, it could be as benign as the FBI doesn't care. They're not doing anything against Trump. Or they could really be out to get him per Chuck uh, Schumer's uh, warning that the clandestine agencies have six ways of Sunday to get you. So that was my comment. And, uh, and Harrison, Harris Faulkner says she was interrupted in her ear by the producers that said, make sure Kevin's not saying that the FBI would do something to Trump. And I repeated it. I said, look, I'm not telling you that they won't do something to Trump, that they would do something to Trump. I'm telling you, it could be anything in between. And they, they said it again. And when I got back, they called me to say, look, you can't say things like that. And I made this comment. I said, look, guys, don't tell me what to say. Roger Ailes hired me, says, Kevin, respect the brand. You hired me because I know what I'm talking about. I don't mince words, and I'm going to tell you the way it is. And I'm not going to stop doing it just because you feel like I'm hurting the brand. Roger told me one, two things when he hired me. One, Kevin, 
Fox, he said, respect the brand. And number two, you're one of the most talented people I've ever met. Welcome to the Fox family. And I've never disrespected the brand. When you uh, and with people just tuning in, we're talking with uh, with Kevin Jackson and uh, really one of the most talented uh, talk show hosts out there. But really so much more than that. You got to check him out at the uh, the Kevin Jackson Network, which you could check out at uh, the Kevin Jackson Network dot com. When you look at the situation at Fox over the years, we've seen a lot of stars, not a lot of well-known people, but stars, guys that got millions of viewers Come and go. Uh, O'Reilly, a great example, but not just O'Reilly. Megyn Kelly, who was a star in primetime at Fox. People like uh, Shepard Smith, Paul Azan, Catherine Cryer. And the one constant has always been that eventually people might get upset. Uh, they might say they're going to watch other networks. They might do other things. But Fox has always done pretty well. And the conservative-leaning cable viewing audience tends to come back. So far, in the first couple of weeks of Tucker Carlson being off primetime, we have seen a ratings decline in Fox. Do you think this is going to be like what we've seen before, just a blip on the radar screen? Or do you think Fox has done some permanent damage to its audience here? I think it's a latter, but I think that it's a cumulative effect. Uh, Frank, you know, so you had O'Reilly leave. They took a a bit of a beating. But when O'Reilly left, Megyn Kelly was already she'd already taken over as number one by the time they got rid of Bill. So I was Megyn Kelly's go to person and she and Hannity were fighting it out for one and two at that point. And they used to literally they call me and, you know, Kevin, don't go on Hannity tonight or don't go on (laughs) Megyn tonight. It's really funny. So, you know, it's funny. I have a lot of other friends that were Fox, both contributors and guests at the time, and they would say the same thing. O'Reilly and Hannity, they would fight over which guests were coming on which show. And the same thing with Megyn Kelly and Hannity. It's true. It's true. But it's a little different. So what they would do is they fight over, like, say there's a hot topic, you know, and Jordan Peterson or some big name. They would fight to get that particular person. But when you're a contributor and you're coming on to just carry it, do a topic. Uh, it's a little different. So there are rules. For example, you can't do a morning show. You can't do two shows on Fox in the same day. For the most part, nobody does it. Now, you got to almost get permission to do it. I did it routinely. I would do Fox and Friends in the morning. I'd do Hannity in the afternoon, or I'd do uh, you know, one the, the noonday show, and then I'd do uh, Tucker in the evening or something like that. Almost impossible. And it was practically – it had to be sanctioned by God himself for you to do two shows in the evening. And when it was during Ferguson, I did it all the time. And it was because I delivered. Now, you're right that they, they fight over a person because if Hannity and Tucker are going to have the same guests. They don't want, want them back-to-back. But I've done that back-to-back on Hannity and, uh, and Megyn Kelly's shows. So, but it just – you know, you just have to – I mean, it, it's a big deal to, to have it done. But going back to the question – so Megan uh, O'Reilly leaves. They take a little bit of a hit, but not much because Megan was rising. Megan left, but she was already tainted by the time she left because she had done the Trump, you know, embarrassed, tried to embarrass Trump during the debate. And so her star had already started to, to dwindle. And she actually got a better deal to stay at Fox, but she took the NBC deal because I think she wanted to try something different. And the differences there are both of them really suffered when they left. Fox, they didn't do as well as they could have. Tucker leaving, he will get a better gig one way or the other, whether he does it on his own 
and he does sort of the Joe Rogan thing or whatever. So that's the difference. The other thing is the times have changed. Fox has already started to go down. Pardon me. The other network, every all of all of that's changing because of the way the the market is changing. So, you know, if you ask me, will they will it come back? It's not going to come back, but not just because of Tucker, but because the market is changing. People are now more entrenched on their cell phones. They they can now go to a podcast like a Rogan, or the Daily Wire, or my site, and get you know, commentary from people they like, buy the drink, whoever they want, and they don't have to put up with Fox's politics. But it's also self-defeating because Fox themselves have been shooting themselves in the foot, you know, for the last, you know, with, I mean, with, I'd say for the last four years, they've been shooting themselves in the foot because of this anti-Trump view, et cetera. And if you watch what's going on with Trump right now, this dude is feasting over what's happening with, with, uh, with Fox, but he's also feasting over the lies and the stuff that's being revealed as we learn more and more about the the, the election engineering, uh, election interfering, I should say, the FBI's interference, Twitter files, uh, what we've learned about what Blinken did, what we now know through the cafe releasing Biden's bank records, what that came up, and then what we're going to learn supposedly from Comer on Wednesday. I mean, Trump's going to look like King Kong when it's all said and done. Well, if people just tuning in, we're talking with Kevin Jackson. Check him out at the Kevin Jackson Network. And Kevin, just to be clear, you survived your file, your firing from Fox. You're not homeless or anything now, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I'm eating pretty good. Let me tell you a quick story. So when they fired me, I alluded to it. They said, Kevin, you're making a career decision. And I interrupted and said, so what you're tra- essentially what you're telling me is that, what, I'm nothing without Fox? And I said to the person who was telling me, don't do this, because we were good friends. But she says to me, look, don't do it. And I said, look, you don't get it. This is for my kids. I have four sons. And num- that's number one. And number two, don't you ever – think that you, you know, that you are a person who directs my career. I'm a talented person. And, and while I enjoy my time at Fox, I truly did. But you, you, you're not going to dictate my future. And I was insulted. And, and I don't know if you remember this, Frank, but they then they sent everything was cool with me at Fox until they sent out a note. They called my what I did reprehensible. And I went on WABC, uh, your state, your very radio station, and I said, look, here's what I find reprehensible. Jesse Waters screwing his producer. Earl, uh, I mean, uh, what's his name? Uh, Ed Henry is messing around with a with stripper. Well, he's married. And I said, that's reprehensible. What I did is not reprehensible. And that's when we went on the war path with Fox. And I predict mm. Fox is going to go on a war path with Tucker if they keep messing with him. Then there may be some dirt because I was cool. I told everybody, look, Fox has a right to fire me. I'm not suing them. I'm not going to pull the race card like they don't like Negroes up in here. I'm not doing Mm -hmm. that. I'm just going to let it go. But when they called me reprehensible, I was this close to suing them because I'm like, I don't know what people call is reprehensible. But me tweeting that a skank is a skank is not reprehensible. Certainly not compared to the crap that I could drop on Fox News at any given day. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. 
putting aside the the definition of of skank for the moment, y- your your prediction on the Tucker Fox wars that's precisely what Megyn Kelly's been saying is going to go down. And if you read Axios yesterday, Tucker Carlson apparently is preparing to unleash allies to attack Fox News, essentially in an effort to bully the network into letting him work for or start a right wing rival. Now, evidently, what Fox wants to do is uh, pay Tucker what Axios is saying $20 million a year until the end of his contract to not allow him to go elsewhere. And apparently he's been offered more than that from uh, uh, several other uh, potential outlets. And he's leaving open the door to maybe doing what O'Reilly and others are doing and just doing this all independently, kind of like what you're doing. If you were giving Tucker advice based on your knowledge of the media landscape and seeing what you've gone through, what would you tell him? Would you tell him to go work for a, another right-wing network like Newsmax or Rumble or to try and do the O'Reilly, Megan Kelly route, do it independently? Well, first of all, that's some serious cheddar right there, Frank. Yeah, if, $20 million. If that's accurate. I mean, I'll stay home for a lot less than $20 million, I'm just Kevin. saying, man, I, you know, they could have got me. Uh, you had me at hello, right? So, look, it, it, I will say this, um, all jokes aside, because that's white privilege money right there. But, but if I'm giving Tucker <laughs> advice, I would say go the Rogan route. You know, Joe is making hundreds of millions of dollars. Well, he makes over $100 million a year, I think. Uh, because of what deals that he's able to cut. Now, here's the thing about Rogan. Rogan is like me. Rogan was a stand-up comedian. I'm a stand-up comedian. We're doing the Unapologetically American Comedy Tour for those people that care. We might even be in New York, Frank, soon. I'll let you know. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. but um, So Rogan did that. Martial artist. You know, he's doing UFC in the sports. And I don't know if you guys know this, but, you know, I've got four black belts. I mean, Rogan and I are cut from the same cloth, and I've been called the more intellectual version of Joe. Now, he's been far more successful but because I'm, I'm, I'm building my empire a whole other way. I think Tucker has the capability of doing a lot more the things like I've done and probably following more the daily uh, uh, Ben Shapiro's model, except doing it much better because Tucker's just such a talent. Oh, he yeah. really is. And I, so I, I think personally, uh, the only person I would join if I were him I would join an Elon Musk thing maybe and put something together that way because I've, I've heard rumors of that. Uh, there's been a guy that offered him $20 million. I don't know how serious he was. This bet, uh, Patrick, uh, bet, David. Yeah, if people don't know what you're talking about. Let me let me play a little bit of that. That was on uh, Megyn Kelly's show yesterday, Patrick, bet, David, who has done very well in the private sector, and he's got a successful YouTube show as well. We're willing to make a on-record, I'll be tweeting this right after I'm done here, uh, and it'll be on Twitter, it'll be on YouTube, it'll be on all over the place. A hundred million dollar five year offer, equity position in the company, a president position, and a board seat to make decisions on what we want to do with docs, movies, specials, any other shows, and whatever else he wants to talk about. Podcast, show, all of it on OTT. But that is an offer we're making to Tucker. Tucker knows how to get a hold of me and, uh, we feel uh, he's a one-center-generation type of a voice, and we would love to have him be here with Vaitainment. We may not be the biggest. Obviously, there's a lot of bigger names out there. Uh, but if you want to team up with somebody that's got the vision in place, the cause in place, and it's a true believer on how great of a country America is that is worth fighting for, and the fight is a real fight because the enemy is real, we feel we're the right fit uh, to partner 
with somebody like Tucker Carlson. Hey, Kevin, it does look like uh, Tucker is the uh, hottest free agent since LeBron James. He is, you know, and, and, and I, but look, I, I will take nothing away from Tucker, but I will say this. I'm good at what I do. I'm going to call Ben David <laughs> later yeah. tonight. <laughs> but I may not get that kind of money, but I'm telling you, there are a lot of people out there who are really good at what we do. And I, I wish Tucker nothing but success. I think he will be, I don't even think it, I know he will be wildly successful wherever he goes. But let me tell you, there are so many great thinkers out there and people in Fox and, and a lot of people in the conservative movement, sadly, have squelched those voices out of jealousy or a pettiness, like you know, a shift in strategy as Fox has done. But look, I will say this. I, when I left Fox in 2018, when they fired me, I'm a former management consultant to the largest companies in the world. And I left that company and said, Fox is dead man walking. Because if you let talent like me and others go, and, and I know it sounds like I'm blowing my horn, but I dare anybody to go look at my interviews and tell me that I wasn't, you know, what I'm, what I'm, what I'm purporting myself to be. But I said when Fox is willing to let that type of talent go just willy-nilly, not even give it two seconds of thought, you can't survive that way. And um, while people think Tucker is a, you know, Bet David said Tucker's a one in a lifetime, I disagree. I think there are people that can do that. And, I, and I'm not bragging here. I think I'm one of them, but I know others. And those people are going to, the, you know, the, the cream's going to rise. And when it happens and people find out the range of people that are out there in the conservative movement who, you know, who spit truth every day or unapologetically are willing to take it in the, you know, kick somebody in the crotch and, and, and smile about it the way I will and are willing to back it up, they're going to start looking. They're looking for that talent. And I'll tell you, there's a craving in America for people who want to tell the truth and who do tell the truth. And it's not because we want, you know, I, I want people to remember my name or whatever. I am true blue American because I love this country and it's the way I grew up loving this country. And Tucker's the same way. Kevin, so, uh, yeah, I, I want to pick your brain on one or two other issues before we run out of time here. We're talking right, with Kevin, Jack and, yeah, Kevin Jackson. Hey, uh, there was a report this week that black voters in this country are still backing Biden, but not with nearly the same amount of enthusiasm as they did in 2020, still leading among uh, Trump or DeSantis or anybody else. But the level of the, the approval rating and the hypothetical matchups, he's not doing as well with black voters as he did a few years ago. What's going on? Not that you can necessarily analyze the uh, political uh, habits oh, yeah, of every I, I black voter, but black tell people. me. Tell, yeah, exactly. I tell see, me, the, tell me black what's people, the story. <laughs> what, what is the story as the uh, black ambassador to our show? <laughs> First of all, the blacks didn't vote. They, the blacks abandoned the Democratic Party in more number in bigger numbers in 2020 than they ever did. And that's why there are people that know that Trump was cheated. Trump got well over 20 percent of the black vote in the 2020 election. And you can't statistically win as a Democrat without that. Now, that that aside, he's lost even more ground with the black voters. And it's a very simple thing. But, you know, look, we got crackheads in our families. Black people do. So most white people do, too, at this point. But we got a lot of crackheads. My father was a crackhead. And I'm going to tell you something. He can't sit on the board of any company. He never would have. And and when you – you know, it's funny. The left talks about white privilege all the time. Look at the Bidens. Look at the Clintons. Look at these people that once they strap that D, you know, put that D around their neck – 
then they can do whatever they want. So even blacks are going, wait a minute, we talk about a, a dual system of justice here. We've been going through this since the 1960s, well, since forever. And now we watch it happen right before our eyes from the party that claims that they want to protect us. This is the party that releases illegal illegals into the streets in every major city, and black people sit in jails over the same crime. So it's a mix of both policy and uh, a different standard of justice. It's a combination of the two. And and it's never been more pronounced than Joe Biden's and the left's protection of the Biden family, and specifically Hunter Biden. And there's not a black person on the planet that's looking at that can that sympathizes with Hunter and says, oh, you know, poor whoa, whoa is Hunter because he's got to pay his baby mama, you know, additional child support. We're looking at this situation and going, wait a minute. You know, this is completely unfair. Also, <clears throat> you know, we also understand when the trans situation and I'm just using this as an example, when they come over, start playing women's sports and everybody's going, oh, you got to use he, she pronouns. By the way, Frank, my pronouns is sexy chocolate. If you want to use it. You got them. it. Duly noted. That'll be reflected in, in your Chiron next time. You're Thank on. you. I appreciate it. But yeah, so we understand when, when game is being run on us and game is being run on women in the black community. So look, we, we're finally taking an a, a, a accounting and an inventory of what's going on and starting to recognize it. Now, is it in enough numbers? No, but it's it's in big enough numbers to where, and, and for the record, I want to be clear, Joe Biden's out. People need to understand this. He will not be the Democrat nominee, and I hate that. I'm going to tell you one other quick thing. Kamala Harris will be president before the end of this, before the end of his term. Frank, I'm guaranteeing you this. She will be president. And if you have me back on the show, I'll even tell people why, that I'll guarantee that. Well, let's do this again in a week or two, Kevin, if you're willing for, uh, to stay up another another late yes. night. Last question, Kevin, I'm going to ask you. You're a resident of Arizona now, and even though you're a very outspoken conservative, you're, you're a pretty sound analyst of politics in general. Sure. I am watching this U.S. Senate race out there next year with a lot of interest. I, I happen to be very impressed with uh, Kirsten Cinema and a lot of things that she's done, and I'm wondering... What chances do you what how do you handicap that race? It looks like she's going to have uh, a we don't know who the Republican's going to be yet, but it looks like she's going to probably run as an independent. There'll be a Republican and then there'll be uh, this Democrat uh, Congressman Gallego. Do you think there's any way she does a Joe Lieberman and wins a three way race? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Kirsten Cinema is a she's a brilliant strategist. Um, she's you know, she was categor- characterized as a weird chick. And she is to some degree because she's bisexual. you know. Kind of got all the accoutrements yep. of leftism. But I will tell you, she's been a better senator than both Flake and McCain. She did something very brilliant, because people don't know this. Independents in Arizona outnumber both parties, Republicans and Democrats. There's 1.5 independents here, million independents. There's about 1.45 million Republicans and 1.3 plus million Democrats. So she took the independents. That vote she'll get the majority of. She'll get the majority of the Democrats, even if Ruben Gallego, Gallego runs, they're still going to see her as a sitting senator. And believe it or not, there are Republicans who respect her for what she's done. So I would tell you, it's going to be almost impossible to beat her wow. as an independent. I just wish she would caucus with the Republicans and not the Democrats. That's the only negative. But, she, you know, look, we don't agree with a lot. Well, sure. we disagree with her. She is a, you know, she's guano crazy. I'm talking nuttier than squirrel turds. But where we agree with her, she's awesome. And uh, she's, as I said, done better than the two Republicans we had before that. 
So, Kevin, I think I appreciate it. It's always a treat to talk with you, my friend. Uh, Let's talk again soon. okay? Kevin Jackson. Check him out on the Kevin Jackson Network. A whole world opens up on the Kevin Jackson Network. There's uh, there's podcasts. There's commentary. It is not for the faint of heart. The Kevin Jackson Network dot com. Your calls, comments, questions, thoughts. 800-848-9222. Six open lines, 800-848-9222. Straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight. Midnight.